Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Bet on Chicago. My name is Joey Christopoulos, and today's episode is presented by BetOnline.ag. And our partners at BetOnline, they continue to be the number one source for all things betting and all of your sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, including updated odds in the NBA playoffs, fights, and even next season's futures. Oh, yeah, that's right. Major League Baseball is back. Who do you got picking the World Series? You can all find it at BetOnline. It is your continued source for all your sports wagering needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games. It's super easy to get started, so head to the website today and use your mobile device to join and use our promo code believe b-l-e-a-v use that promo code receive 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit bet online where the game starts ladies and gentlemen thank you so much for coming into the pod we have a returning guest here today and he's got big things cooking up not just right now but all summer long you might remember him from past pods as he is the host of inside the golden dome He's a stand-up comedian. He is also now the host and producer of Hollywood and Ivy on Marquee Network. You might have seen it already. It's a fantastic show, ex- executive produced by Joe Montana. He's coming in right now. Their next episode is coming up May 9th with D.B. Sweeney. You might remember him from a little movie called Eight Men Out. Let's bring in Brigham Avery. Hello, Brigham. What's up, dude? Hey, Joey. How are you, buddy? Good to have you. Good to be back. Thanks for having me. Brigham, man, it's so great to have you back on the show. We are going to talk a little bit Cubs, but we do have to talk about your brand new show that just debuted December 2nd. It's been running. you got fantastic guests on there. Just talk to the audience a little bit about, in case they haven't seen it yet, Hollywood and Ivy. How did it get started? How is it going? Tell us all about it. Well, th- thank you so much for having me on, by the way, first and foremost. And Hollywood and Ivy is a show that I created uh, with a guy named Joe Montagna, who, who's an actor and a, a big Chicago Cubs fan. Uh, and it, it the, the 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 show kind of the intro is uh, hello I'm Brigham Avery and welcome to Hollywood and Ivy where Sunset Boulevard meets Addison and Clark the show where we get to know celebrity Cub fans from the entertainment world as we take you from Wrigley Field to the red carpet so essentially that's it it's 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 everything you wanted to know about your favorite Cub fan personally professionally and memories of Wrigley Field and uh, their favorite Cub moments so that that's kind of the essence and uh, I put it together with Joe and, and he executive produces it with me. And so far, we've had Joe, George Wentz, Gary Sinise, Gary Cole, Adrian Zmed, um, D.B. Sweeney. And, um, yeah, it's, it's been amazing. We have a lot more exciting guests slated for uh, later, so, so please stay tuned. But d- the D.B. Sweeney episode uh, debuts May 9th, and he's, he's really good because, as you know, he was an eight man out, but he was also another movie called Heaven is a Playground, which is a, a movie that, uh, that Rick Tellender, based on a book by Rick Tellender, and DB is in it, and so is a very young Akeem Olajuwon. And so they actually filmed it at Cabrini Green in the very early '90s. And so he, um, you know, he's he's kind of a, a unique. Guy. He also um, was in. Uh, let's see what the heck else is he in? Something he did. Uh, he was in the what, Cutting Edge. He was in Fire exactly, in the Sky. Yeah, yeah. He's in a bunch of movies. Yeah. 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 So, but yeah, it's a he's a very interesting baseball guy. And he uh, he makes a comparison of Chris Bryant to Fred Lynn, which I find a very interesting parallel as far as their careers go. So. You know, but um, Cubs baseball's back in the, you know, Civil War today, baby, or whatever you want to call it, Battle of Chicago, both 9 and 13. Crosstown series. Um, I want to yeah. get back to Hollywood and Ivy just real quick, sure. you know, on the on the, on the the blood uh, rising scale. Does Cubs Sox really get you going still? Um, kind of, you know, I, th- I, think, yeah. I think a lot about A.J. Pruszynski and Michael Barrett, and I think about uh, that little square off. It, here's the thing about that is that, it is they're the, the the great thing about this rivalry 
and I will say this to no end, it's so much different, obviously, than what we have here with the Angels and the Dodgers who are so disconnected, both by culture and by freeway. And the Yankees and the Mets, there's just uh, the, the, the doesn't really make it. The Giants and the A's, even though they played in the World Series, uh, you know, nothing really. The, the Cubs and the Sox, they're 8.1 miles apart from each other, and yet they're so absolutely different as far as um, a contrast in blue-collar, white-collar, working class, business class, however you want to categorize it. And these two teams specifically, and it, and it kind of got to a boiling point, not unlike Michigan and Ohio State with Bo Schembechler and Woody, really when Ozzy and Dusty were there, they didn't like each other at all and they got into it. And it was unique because I feel at that time, the Sox won a World Series in 2005 and then the Cubs won one in 2016. So they both kind of uh, carried bragging rights back and forth. But, but in the time when it was Dusty and Ozzy, both teams were very competitive. And, and I, I just mentioned Michael Barrett and AJ, you know, it really just was a frontline war and, and, and two teams and, and two, two parts of one city that really just damn did not get along and they got it on. So it, 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 I, th- I find it the most polarizing, the most captivating and the most theatrical, dear friend. Well, I, and what's interesting is, I guess there is an old nemesis coming back uh, into this Cubs-Sox uh, rivalry here is Tony La Russa, who very famously Cubs fans have not liked throughout his Cardinals days. And, yeah, it's funny, you know, you mentioned Angels-Dodgers. You know, there is Dodgers-Giants, but I think it's such an ugly rivalry that we don't even want to really acknowledge it anymore. I mean, it's not even really fun anymore. It's it's almost yeah. kind of a disgusting rivalry. I, I don't enjoy it at all. Well, I feel too as though that, that that's more like the Red Sox and the Yankees or the Cubs and the Cardinals because it's two teams that are not geographically close in proximity. Mm-hmm. So there's a big difference there, I feel. But yes, uh, obviously they used to be a long time ago when they were in New York and Brooklyn. But I, I find as though this the Cubs and the Sox is really, you know, they need to meet in the World Series one day just because it would just be so, it is so polarizing. It's, um, uh, I mean, you can't really classify the intensity other than frontline hardcore i could just imagine a cubs a cubs white Sox world series where a white Sox fan is screaming at a cubs fan in the middle of october and then they both go but the bears suck and they both like agree on that exactly Yep, absolutely. The only thing that would break up the fight. Um, I do want to get back to Hollywood and Ivy because it's such a fantastic show. Oh, thank you, buddy. Thank you. Enjoyed. Have you watched it? Have you watched it? So look, here's the deal: is I have to go. I have to find like little clips and stuff like that. You're posting a lot of stuff. I don't get Marquee Network out here in California. Right, right, right. I have to go and try and source it out a little bit. So that's what I tried to do over the past couple days. It's coming. It's coming soon to bring Baby's YouTube channel. So all episodes will be up, and uh, we have a lot more exciting ones coming up. Just you wait. It, it, the, the best is really it. I mean, that it, it, the, we've had the best and, and the best is yet to come. So that's a balance, you know, because uh, just just everybody talking. And, and you know, Gary Cole is a fascinating, hilarious guy. Adrian's Med. I don't know if you remember him, but he he was he talked a lot about the Cubs, but just he talked about working with Michelle Pfeiffer and Heather Locklear. It just it's it's insane. The parallels between Hollywood intensity and parties and Cubs parties at Wrigley Field and the outfield. It's an amazing contrast yet tied together. So yeah, is I, I there, feel, I feel with, go. would you say with any of your guests, is there, um, <laughs> is there a theme that you kind of keep noticing as you're talking to some of these guys and they begin to reminisce about the Cubs? Is this, is there, when you ask him to walk down memory lane and talk about the Cubs growing up with them, is there one thing that kind of keeps it's, sort of poking out a little bit? Honestly, God, it's real. As you know, this too, it's really the shared pain, you know, which even, I mean, not you know, for, for most of it, you know, just a, a lot of the summers uh, and, and a lot of the so the, the summers of shared pain contrast by the glimmers of hope of 1969, 
1984, the sprinkle of 1989, 1998, 1998. 2000, certainly, you know, and then 2015, 16, kind of uh, exercising and flushing them demons out the system. But that's really it is the, the shared pain that goes on with being a Cubs fan mixed in with the sprinkle, the joy, the, the hope springing, the, the, the little diamonds, the rough, the pure nuggets of joy and hope that have been found along the way. And then finally, the big treasure chest, the, the, the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow, which was 2016. You know, you look back on that. I mean, honest to God, they, they you, you talk about that. We'll talk about it again. They're down two to one to the Dodgers. The offense is in the deep freeze. Then they come alive and win that. They're down three one to the Indians. They had a 12% chance. If you're a sabermetrics guy, and I'm not really, but in that case, it's impressive. So I'll use it. 12% chance to win the World Series when they were down three to one to the Indians. They come back and win that in a rain delay after a rain delay in 13 innings. And just the way they did that was so unmistakably profound, powerful, and exercising of demons that it can't be matched. So I feel as though with everything that that was, that's kind of been a culminating. It's been a shared path of discussion, really, and a common interest in the Cubs and, and just, just waiting for them to make it. It's like watching your child get to Little League and then high school and then college and then the major leagues. It really is kind of like that. So it's caring and loving and, and everything that goes into being a Cubs fan. Uh, I want to put you on the spot a little bit. You know, in terms of Joe Montana, Gary Cole, D.B. Sweeney, which guy said that they were – which one said that they were a better baseball player growing up? You know, which one oh, well, said no, that I mean, they I, had the most nobody, skills? Is it D.B.? Yeah. They, they, nobody really brags about that, but D.B. actually did. He played baseball. Um, yeah. And, yeah, so I, I, I think that he would naturally be it. And, and, you know, George went really didn't like playing it. He, you know, he <laughs> – it, he, he told some funny stories about that. But yeah, yeah, D.B. Sweeney um, played baseball at, um, where the heck did he play again? I forget, but, you know, um, he was, he was, a, he played college baseball. So, you know, success. Yeah, because I think a lot of the eight-man out guys, I think that was one of the prerequisites, right? I think they all had to have some sort of, I don't want to say natural ability, but they all had to have a little bit of skill. And I remember. Yeah. I, Cusack, yeah. Yeah. Charlie Sheen played. John Cusack played. D.B. Sweeney played. Um, a lot of the other the, the gentlemen in that. Um, so, yeah, I, I, you know, and my favorite character from that was uh, the one I thought was the most believable was the Christopher um, uh, Christopher Lloyd character. You know, the, the guy that was the former player that kind of uh, was the, the key guy in selling them on throwing the World Series. I thought he was the most profound and just so many great character actors, just a collection, an ensemble, if you will, of great actors in that movie. So it was just fun to talk about that as well. But, I uh, wonder which one is the best singer at the seventh inning stretch because dollars to donuts. I think almost all those guys probably had that opportunity, right? Oh yeah. No, they all have. They all have. I think, I mean, I, you know, I, it's gotta go I to really, Joe. It's yeah, gotta be we, Joe. Right. Well, we always talk about Dick and we, we say Dick is the barometer because he, the 2003 Dick, if you remember that was <laughs> and just getting back. Yeah. That was the series against the Cardinals in 2003 and they had a five game series. They made it for a rain delay and the Cubs won four or five and that, you want to talk about Tony Lewis as a, a Cardinal being hated by the Cubs fans. That seed was planted there and, and a lot of other instances, but really there it came to life. But on that, one of those games, I think the fourth game, Ditka sang the seventh inning stretch, and that's kind of the barometer we discussed for intensity, for passion, and for dedication as a Cubs fan. And I, I feel like I'm talking, I'm sounding like Bill Murray right now as I express what the seventh inning is like. It means to different Cub fan celebrities to sing. So. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, it's, uh, I mean, it's an honor and, uh, and my, my friend, you're, you're, you're getting closer to it slowly with this show as this show continues to gain more and more success. 
they may call your number one day and you, you know, might have talk- to loosen up the vocal cords. Just I, I, I'd like to do I'd like to do an ensemble of season one. You know what I mean? And we could have a, a, a collection of us, um, not unlike, uh, you know, the, the, the barbershop quartet, but it would be, you know, a, a larger version of that. Uh, mm-hmm. So I, I'd like to maybe call on that at some point. But, you know, it's um, yeah, it's, it's exciting. And, 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 you know, obviously you're a great friend and thank you for having me on. It's a lot of fun talking to you. I enjoy these conversations and these moments of cub passion share so yeah so i got a personal i got a personal question for you you know you're talking now you've got this show hollywood and ivy which as you mentioned brings you know the celebrities that we know and love that we've enjoyed for so many years that have entertained us for so long and they talk about how they have a special relationship with the cubs i want to ask you personally creatively stand-up comedian has growing up a cubs fan and that pain that you kind of talked about does any of that ever kind of maybe inform your comedy a little bit? Do you feel like maybe well, growing up as a Cubs fan? I got a story about when I met Charlie Sheen and Emilio Estevez. I met them at Dodger Stadium. Because, you know, Martin Sheen is from Dayton, Ohio. So okay. Martin is a big Notre Dame guy and a big Reds guy growing up. So uh, just as far as the pain goes, I met Charlie Sheen and told him I was a Cub fan. He goes, well, it's been a hell of a tough century for you, hasn't it? So I have an impression of Charlie doing that. And, um, and so I guess maybe – earlier but you know honestly you kind of when you live in other places I, I i do see a lot of dodger games i saw a lot of angel games you just watch how hard it is to win in baseball i think it gives you a common understanding of just why it is so difficult to repeat as world series champions and, and really why it's it's such a hard individual sport to play in that kind of i think having that perspective is has maybe given me a little perspective on and not being easier on the cubs but more understanding and certainly now with this world series it really is you know, it calmed a lot of, it's, it's, it's really styled a lot of doubters in my head and really, you know, all was lost was found in November of 2016. So I just have to tell you that too. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so the Cub Sox Crosstown series this weekend, or no, I'm sorry, the rest of this week. And yeah. uh, we're about 20 plus games in, you know, what's your take on this Cubs team so far right now? I mean, we entered this season, I think with low expectations, have yeah. they met your expectations, uh, gone underneath them or above them? How do you feel about them? I feel as though I feel as though right now when I really because I watched the first three games of the season, and you know momentum and, and and a head start, you know is is there's so many things that go into winning and you cannot uh, really take and say one is more important, one overshadows an aspect as far as variable, as far as difference. But I looked at the first series against Milwaukee and they won the first two and then I think they're up three to nothing in the last one. Milwaukee comes back and wins that, and then. I feel as though that kind of maybe not not set them on a little spin, but it it kind of balanced things. And I felt had they won that first three games against Milwaukee, shutting out the Brewers, it would give them a huge momentum going into the early part of the season. And maybe that would make this uh, kind of a magical season if they got up to that kind of a you know a, a start of like you know seven and one or eight and two or something of that nature. And that that's kind of what they did in 1989 is they got off to an eight and two start, uh, and they just kind of. It's not like they never looked back, but that kind of sparked the momentum and the believing and, and gave them that the mojo, the birth of mojo was planted. So I think they've kind of missed that a little bit. They're 9 and 13 right now. I think it's kind of what we expected. Uh, I, I feel as though they have some promise hitters and some pitching that is going to be surprising, but I feel as though they need to add a lot of pieces, and um, we shall see what happens. But certainly Milwaukee's a good team. They've stayed competitive. They look great. St. Louis looks pretty good, too. And the, the, I guess the thing that's has been you can look as a positive as the Cubs are not you know they didn't start two and one two and eleven or anything like that the Reds three and really the Cubs. Reds uh, Martin yeah, Sheen's Reds, Reds are three and nineteen right now yeah so, so 
they, they avoided that and they're about four they're about five games back and if they can pick up a series here a series there and then get, add a few pieces then there's still very much a chance they could make the playoffs I'm not saying it's it's you know percentage wise but they're still very realistically in it and it's early so I think that's a very optimistic and that's the uh, that's the best way to look at it as cup fans right now yeah, I mean it's it's optimistic. I also think it's very measured on your on your part too because I do see some things that I do like about this team. I guess my big concern is over a 162 game season, a lot of the pieces that you're saying that we're missing a little bit are are going to kind of rise to the surface. It's going to make this Cubs team difficult, I feel like, to just hang around for 5 or 6 months. You know, a couple of pods that you came on ago, you know, you mentioned something and look, you know, you weren't you know, discovering the atom or anything, but I always kind of think about it because it has been something that's been a linchpin of great Cubs teams that we haven't seen for a while. And you mentioned that the last time that the Cubs had a great offense, they had a leadoff hitter in Dexter Fowler. Yeah. So Brigham, let me ask you right now, is there a guy on this roster right now who you think is the future leadoff hitter for the Chicago Cubs? Or are we still looking? I, I think we're still looking. I'd like it to be Nico Horner. I really like Nico Horner, but I don't think he's, you know, I think that they need a bona fide legitimate leadoff guy. And those are very, Hard to find, unfortunately, as I say that, but I think that that should be their mission first and foremost is to find somebody like as close to Ricky Henderson, as close to Dexter Fowler, as close to Bobby Denier, as close to Jerome Walton, as close to that level of quality who suits Wrigley Field with speed, a little bit of power, but mostly speed and somebody that will battle the, the pitcher, get him to showcase his wares, get on base, or, or at least make him work. As the first as the first batter of the game, I feel as though that's what's really needed first and foremost. A couple guys at the top, kind of like what the Florida Marlins had uh, with Juan Pierre and Castillo, Luis Vinny, Castillo, and, and Luis yeah. Castillo. Yeah, the top of the lineup in 2003. Those guys that are just grinders that get on base that have speed. That should really be paramount to the Cubs. I feel as though every year securing and making sure those guys stay in Chicago. We got just a couple more left here with Brigham Avery, host of Hollywood and Ivy on your Marquee Network screen. New episode coming out May 9th with D.B. Sweeney, among a host of other fantastic guests that they've already had on the show. Um, I just want to ask you, I just want you to weigh in because I think this is something that's going to probably be, we're going to be taking stock of this as we move along here the next couple of years. I just can't help but stop watching some of the ex-Cubs. I don't know about you. I mean, I Chris Bryant's on the injured list right now. Schwarber's got seven home runs, and he's hitting 180. Yes. What new? I know. The one that's really sticking out to me is Rizzo. Rizzo. And, and yeah, I'm not a, a big Yankee. He's a perfect Yankee. He's the next DiMaggio. He, he he's a perfect right Cub. He's a perfect he Cub, really Brigham. Really Stop is. it. I, know. I, know. <laughs> I, mean, I know, but I mean, it, it's sad how well he fits in in New York. And I, I just, it, it really, um, you know, with that short porch and, and just the way that he's able to to grind and, and foul off pitches and stay in the batter's box and extended bats. Um, it, it, yeah, he was a perfect cup and it's really unfortunate. So it's very hard for me to actually talk about that. I went and saw a couple of Orioles games at Camden Yards for the first time against the Yankees and watching Rizzo is a great delight and everything he does, you know, from his glove to his leadership, to his intensity, to the way that he stands in the batter's box. And, and just, just it, it's very unfortunate. I, 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 he's very missed. And I feel as though he is the kind of guy that is, is, you know, was the perfect cub and now is the perfect Yankee. We can both be right in that instance because of, uh, of those intangibles. So there you have it. Yeah, look, I'm not trying to get you in trouble. You work for Marquee Network now, so I'm not going to get too deep into it. But is it fair to believe and is it fair for a Cubs fan to believe that, you know, Rizzo could one day wear a Cubs uniform again? He only signed a two-year deal with the Yankees. He's only 32 years old. I mean, is it possible? Do you hold out hope that maybe we see 44 in the red and blue one thought, more time? You know, I haven't thought about that. And I, I think as though – what I think that I think what, what's, what will happen is because – 
I think this Yankees team is really good, and I, I think they're going to secure him doing that. I, I don't think they're going to let him leave New York, really, because I feel mm-hmm. as though that's kind of what they did. They did that with Teixeira. They did that with um, – uh, with um, the, the other – they, they give long-term contracts to guys. We have Giambi long time yeah, ago. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. what I was trying to think of. But So I don't think, unfortunately, and I didn't mean to cut you off, I really don't think – I think they're going to do something in this offseason to, to make him uh, a Yankee for many, many years to come because I think he's such a good fit, and I feel as though this team – is ready to take the next step. And he's a big part of that. So I, I kind of feel as though he's the linchpin piece they wanted to get them over the pump to, to get Aaron Boone where Joe Girardi had them. So I feel as though uh, I, I'd love to see that, but I don't think it's, it's very possible because of the history of how the Yankees do business and what he's meaning to them right now. Still going to cross my fingers. Yeah, though. It's going to cross my fingers. Uh, final breath. one. Yeah. Hold my breath. Final one for you. Um, what's next for Brigham Avery? I mean, we have Hollywood and Ivy coming out now. Uh, more episodes to come. It's a great yeah. show. Everyone needs to check it out, especially those in the Chicago area that get it for free. You lucky, you lucky SOBs. Um, you know, what's next for Brigham Avery over the summer? Oh, we just, we have uh, more stand up. You know, I'm going to be uh, performing. I'll, I'll be at the, uh, <laughs> at the, it's, it's called the, the Starbird Attitude in Redondo Beach on the 27th of July. And, uh, other comedy shows. We have other new episodes of Hollywood and Ivy coming up. I'm not going to talk about them yet because they're way too exciting, and I'm just we're, we're securing it. But a lot of unique episodes coming up uh, that that Cub fans will enjoy. Uh, and uh, and please keep tuning in. Thank you. It's on the Marquee Channel. Those episodes, Joey, my dear friend, will be coming soon to Brigham Avery's YouTube channel. So please stay tuned. We'll have all all the all the six original episodes airing and, and all the new ones that'll be coming up soon. So DB Sweeney on the ninth of may and then more coming up through the summer so we, we have one new a month so please keep tuning tuning in and uh thanks so much for having me now well just know that i uh, virtually i'm already standing in line to subscribe to the brigham avery youtube oh, channel whenever that comes out so i can check out all your stuff uh before we get you out of here just real quick throw out your socials too as well so people that are listening right now can check out your content oh, yeah. right after they watch hollywood and ivy absolutely so yes yeah, so, so it's it's brig underscore avery on instagram brigham avery on facebook uh Brigham Avery one on Twitter and it Brigham Avery, the YouTube channel, Brigham Avery. Uh, that's that. So it's, it's Brigham Avery, my YouTube channel. You can subscribe right now. So uh, those are all up and going and uh, yes. And soon to come, as I said, those episodes, but uh, please tune in May 9th, DB Sweeney, very informed, hilarious. And uh, been, um, you know, been around for a long time. So he's got storage. Well, congratulations to all your success, my friend. Really great to have you back on the pod. Uh, I'll be rooting for you and watching all the shows, and we'll have you back on soon to talk more Cubs baseball. You're the man. Thanks so much. Go Cubs, beat the Sox, and I hope that they uh, are able to uh, you know, win the division by 25 games and bring another World Series to Wrigley Field, 2022 World Champs. Right oh, back hell yeah. So. Oh, man. Maybe we'll we'll have an old style together. We'll be eating a hot dog like oh, right, when I, uh, right in the they got They got to clinch, clinch one at Wrigley Field. Clinching in Cleveland was great, but clinching – at 1060 West Addison will be even sweeter. Thanks, buddy. It's an, it's, a, it's an old building, man. We have to be very careful. It might crumble. We might be a yeah, little I, too I, loud I, for I it. Think, I gotta... think it's safe for a while. I think it's safe for a while. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, I agree. I, I, I really appreciate you having me. You do a great job, and congratulations on all you do, and wishing you the best always, brother. And, and it's an honor to be on with you. So thank you for having me, and thanks for, uh, thanks for being a Cub fan. It's a great thing to share. Appreciate you. Uh, dude, thank you so much, my friend. We'll have you back soon. Today's episode of Bet on Chicago with Joey Christopoulos was presented by BetOnline.ag. 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use promo code BLEAV, B-L-E-A-V. Thank you so much for checking out this podcast. We got more coming the rest of this week. Until then, be well, be safe. Please be good to each other. And remember, when in doubt, always Bet on Chicago. Bet on Chicago. 
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.